Hi there, my name is Tim. And my name is Luke. And you are listening to the Recruitment Now podcast. We are passionate about recruiting. Each episode, we share ideas and insights into the world of recruiting from world-class recruiters and researchers. This podcast is for recruiters, HR professionals, and anyone looking to improve their recruitment abilities. All right, so today we're going to be uh, talking to Jeff Harrell about uh, recruitment advertising for recruiters. Um, Jeff is in charge of sales and development and is a founding partner with Web Tactics, which is a really fast-growing recruitment advertising agency here in Canada. Uh, Web Tactics partners with companies to identify and eliminate the gaps in the talent acquisition efforts, streamline their recruitment strategies, and implement tactics to achieve hiring objectives. So that's exactly why we've reached out to Jeff here. Welcome, Jeff. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. It's great meeting you as well, Jeff. This is a lovely studio you have. This is wonderful. Yeah. So, Jeff, um, maybe you can just give us a little bit of a bit about your background first. Um, sure. You've some really interesting roles, and we'd love to hear a little bit more about that so that people who are listening to this can kind of understand why you're the go-to guy to be talking about recruitment advertising uh, in the recruitment industry. Sure. I mean, um, yeah, I think if, if, if I kind of go through my... My roles, as you say, the uh, my, my first sort of, I always call it my first grown-up job, um, you know, one that didn't involve me stacking shelves or uh, picking up golf balls. Um, that was at ADP, ADP Canada, where I, I actually started, I, you know, ADP Canada, human human capital management, um, not particularly recruitment, but they do some have some recruitment functions. I actually started uh, managing an implementation team there through using some time and labor management software, and then worked my way into a senior sales role, which um, great place to work. Um, lots of different, lots of different things to to learn and sell. And I think um, big companies like that. I think I I always I always kind of give a little bit of advice to some young people starting out and, and choosing where they're going. I'm a big fan of spending a bit of time at some of these larger companies because they've got a lot of, a lot of processes in place that help you become professional, that help you learn um, how to work and how to be in front of a customer. And then they tend to, tend to, to seed other companies down the line. So you'll find that you have a great network um, just from being part of that company. So great experience at ADP. Um, moved over to to Monster Monster Canada as a, as an individual contributor. I was a director of uh, they called us director of enterprise solutions, but simply that was a, a senior sales role there. Had a great time at Monster. Is Monster still around? Monster is here, or <laughs> they are still around, though though a, a much um, to a much smaller extent. Yeah, we could talk about that. I'll tell you what, I'll go through a couple of these and then I would really like to come back and talk a little bit about Monster and maybe yeah, that'll work that. out because, yeah. So I left Monster and went to Workopolis uh, in a leadership role. So that was my first sort of leading people role. It it went fairly well, though, though um, you know, a declining business at that point. Um, and then I did a little bit of a project work. For, for a friend really at a company called Lexix, Lexis Nexus, which really wasn't up my alley, but it was only a short, uh, a sort of a short thing I was doing until I launched uh, Web Tactics back in late 2013. So what, what, what exactly does Web Tactics do? I, I do want to loop back to Workopolis and Monster. I'm really curious to hear your thoughts there, but what do you do with Web Tactics? Tell us about your firm there. Well, 
I, I'm I'm in sales and business development. I'm also a partner as well, so I'm a, a founding founding partner of Web Tactics. So we are a recruitment advertising agency. So our focus is is you know much like a traditional advertising agency would help an organization, you know, find find potential uh, customers. We we find we help organizations ed, you know educate potential candidates and or educate job seekers and turn them into candidates. So. Our our focus is on just helping customers do a better job recruiting. I think I think it's funny, really, that we launched an ad agency because or a recruitment ad, advertising agency because though I thought there was a big gap in the market back when I was working on the job board side or on the vendor side with the monsters and in Workopolis, uh, I hated working with agencies. Uh, I thought they were like. The, the death of the of the industry <laughs> so why would uh, I become one right yeah um, why not uh, no I didn't like them because because they put fences around their customers and I, I don't know how much experience you guys have with this or working with agencies or, or any of that and, and I mean advertising agencies because staffing and advertising sometimes gets mixed up but um, they put fences around their customers so in almost all cases when when you weren't permitted you weren't permitted to talk to the customer directly so that's pretty frustrating for someone in a, in a sales organization or, you know, or me personally who wanted to sell solutions over product. You know what I mean? You know, we'd, we'd be contacted by an agency because I owned company ABC and the agency uh, who had the relationship would contact me and they'd say, hey, um, you, know, uh, you know, company ABC is looking for this, looking for that, and here are their challenges. So we get to work and we put together a really cool multi-pronged sort of solution, right? Um, then get back to the agency and present something really cool to them. And of course, we'd have to present it to them because they'd never, they'd never be able to let us in front of a customer. And then we'd get the, mm-hmm, uh-huh, and then a couple of questions that, you know, take it a, an inch deep. And then we'd wait a few days and they'd get back to us and say, well, the, you know, they've decided on a 10-pack of jobs, right? So that was, uh, that was really frustrating to us. So just, Jeff, just to clarify here, so Web Tactics, you help agencies and, you know, in-house, you know, recruitment teams with their advertising. Is that the, the simp- simplest way to do it? So if I'm a director of recruitment at company X and I want to launch a advertising campaign, chances are if I work in HR, I'm not competent in that to begin with. So I could hire you to help me out with that. Is that, is that the best way to describe your company? That's right. And we work very, very closely with our customers on things. And, and they're typically not one-offs either, right? Like not a campaign. It's, you know, we work hand in hand with them on a number of things, right? We've got kind of three aspects to the whole solution. So we, yes, you're right. We are an advertising agency or a recruitment advertising agency. And then we partner with these customers. And then we end up, you know, we end up kind of working side by side with them in a lot of different ways. We have a varied list of things that we can do across the talent acquisition sort of spectrum, right? Everything from everything from helping them cast a wider net all the way up to onboarding. And within that, we're doing things like helping them define sourcing strategies, right? Helping them find their ideal candidate. Right? What's the profile look like? What are the, what's the content? What's How much of this should be done on digital media? How much should be traditional media? Because that still happens, mm-hmm. right? We help develop the things that you need to say once that you connect someone with somebody, right? So developing an EVP or an employer value proposition. What is, 
um, you know, creating creative content, design, execution, um, job posting stuff, uh, microsites, career sites, and all the things that sort of encompass that as well. A big part of what we do is, uh, is measurement too, right? Helping our organizations take data and put it into a place that, where they can see it and help make smart decisions with that data. So I have a, Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it makes sense. And I, I've had this idea kind of in my head for a while here, but uh, one of my beliefs is that HR and marketing departments are probably being forced to work together more so now than ever before. I mean, 20 years ago, your HR department did their thing. The marketing department did their thing. But now the line between them is a lot blurrier, in my opinion. Oh, because, I, I agree and, 100%. And so like... Yeah. So you're agreeing with my my idea here, but why? What has changed in the last few years that have merged these departments together? And in some cases, the difference, especially in talent attraction, etc., to marketing, it's the same same ads. You know, you're recruiting customers and prospective employees at the same time. So what has changed there? Well, I think what's really changed is well, the market has changed things, right? You know, back in you know it's well before my time, but back in the '80s. When you needed to, you know, unemployment was was much, much higher in technology as it is what it is today. When you needed a job uh, or when you needed um, to hire someone, you created a job posting and you went outside, you went outside to the, uh, you know, the, the, the board and, and stapled it up, right? And then you'd get a long line of people reading the roles, requirements and responsibilities, right? And you'd have no shortage of people applying for these jobs. So there wasn't really a marketing aspect to it at all, right? But as things changed, as technology changed, as the market changed, it became more of a job secrets market in many cases, right? Like even look at now, we have like the States is crazy, but, but here it's tough to find talent, right? It's really tough to find talent. So the, the, sort of posting or they're looking for jobs really has changed from a role that's that's fallen under HR, right? And it really has shifted to one that's that falls under marketing because it does the things that we just talked about. Wow, if I'm really gonna have to find the right people for my organization, I'm gonna have to tell them who we are, right? I'm gonna have to give them a day in their life. I'm gonna have to tell them what's in it for them when they work for us, right? I'm going to have to talk to them about who they can be in a year or two, right? I can, I want to share success stories. Like, so that becomes that advertising and that marketing piece that we talked about. Right. And I just think it's, it's, that's where it swayed and that's why it has swayed over. And, and frankly, I've heard more and more of, of organizations that are doing that little bit of shift, right. And having, and having uh, talent acquisition, report up into marketing, or at least sort of a, a dual line into marketing because they can leverage some of the uh, some of the tools they have, and, and more importantly, they can leverage some of the budget they have. Make sense? Uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But so every, every company has solutions that are born out of a problem that they're trying to solve. What would you, and I know you guys at Web Tactics work not only with large enterprise, but any size company, but I'm, I'm guessing the problem is that much bigger and worth solving for enterprise companies. What is the problem that enterprise companies face in recruitment, uh, in the advertising recruitment advertising well, that they would need to find a provider like you? What is the what is that burning problem they're experiencing? Well, the A number one for us right now, I think there's a whole bunch of little 
you know, lots of stuff that, that you could nail down as a problem. The A number one with us comes down to as comes down to what we described as sort of optimizing recruitment, right? As a business, you want to be as efficient as possible, okay? You want to be able to get the most from your recruitment dollar, uh, your recruitment team. At the same time, you want to add top talent to your roster. So in order to do that, you need to see the whole picture and in the same language. And, and what I mean is the problem as we see it is we see a landscape that has, is absolutely liber- littered with recruitment tools tools, technologies, vendors, all of them that aren't in sync with your, with each other or with your unique business needs of, of company ABC, let's say. So while they can all provide important data, it's always in so many different sort of proprietary formats. I log in here for this. I log in there for that. Well, what about my, my spreadsheet where I keep all that information on? Um, well, my ATS says this, this, and this. So, and it's all in different formats. And then you, you've got real challenges related to how to sort of acquire and take all of that data, sanitize it and parse it out and, and put it into recruitment metrics in a meaningful way. You want recruiters to do it? Okay. Um, they have, you know, to my experience, recruiters have very, very limited bandwidth and almost no technology to be able to consolidate that, right? To consolidate all that data into a unified view. You've got way too many data points from way too many vendors and none of them tell the whole story. That's a big problem because you end up making decisions on where to spend your money based on and who's giving you the best bang for the buck for what role and what location, but you, you, you make all those decisions based on segmented information, right? So that costs money, time, and you know, really possibly the right candidate. I also, I also think, Jeff, there's a competency issue here too where you know, dealing with all those data points, synthesizing the data, et cetera, has generally not been expected of recruiters until the last few years too. So they're yeah. not trained yeah. to do that, nor to, you know, even if they are a manager of a team now, they haven't done that. They might be 38 years yeah. old, have 15 years of recruitment experience under their belt, but they've never had that demand now. Now they're, you know, the... And again, using the, the the marketing versus HR, the marketing people went through this in the 2000s, uh, right. in terms of the demand for analytics. You know, 2000s into the 2010s here, and no CMO in the world will be able to get away with you know saying ah, it's the right thing to do. It's a good marketing campaign. They have to prove metrics. But now I think that reckoning is coming to HR and recruitment as well, where That's you know, right. if you want to, hey, you know, I want to spend you know 200 grand on this campaign. Well, you darn well better be able to justify why well, you're spending that's that money the thing right yeah th- you nailed it because that's the thing like first you've got to be able to measure this stuff yeah right and and as i've described it it's a mess right so you have to be able to measure it properly and then historically when when recruitment or slash sort of hr went to sit to the table to ask for budget you know Everybody else asking for budget has got what from whatever department it is, it's usually got the language down, it's got stats, you know, data to, to back up the request, um, expected ROI, and, and, you know, the big why I'm asking for this. And so many times in the past, recruitment goes up and says, we have a great big campaign. These are the, the great pictures we're going to use for it. And it's really cool, right? And so the, it's the numbers that end up you know, convincing the business to, to, to extend them the funds, those weren't there. So being able to take, take metrics and really smart metrics, not the ones that just pop out of an ATS 
with smart metrics and bring them with you to that table gives you a much better chance to to acquire funds for what you need to do and um, it helps you speak that language up at the table what are those smart metrics and i, I wrestle with this too because i definitely value the importance of metrics you know kpis etc but what are the most useful and i'll use your term what are smart metrics for recruitment well, I mean, there's a million different, it, 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 that, that's a... Well, give us your top five. Let, give us your top five. Because, because I think that it's a tough one because it depends on each company, right? Um, but what I can tell you is, you know, yes, all of, the, all of those things that you get out of an ATS or, or you can get out of a, um, you get out of a particular source are, are definitely important, but it's the ability to link them all. And, and we... You know, we this isn't a, com- a discussion for about web tactics or commercial about web tactics, but what we do, we've undertaken that. We use a very, very strong business tool that um, that is able to take tons of metrics and push them together and link them and make them more customized for our customers. So I think the most important KPIs are the ones that you can link to the success of your business. Okay, so think about things like if you are able to, to if you're able to link the cost of an open territory for in your sales organization back to the time to fill, right? That kind of sort of linkage and the sources and when we're getting it. You know what I mean? You create that link to to open territories. We know that kind of thing has a cost. You can, you can create KPIs that link back to that. So when you sit at the table and you go, well, we're, you know, you're asking for, for $160,000 for a campaign, yes. And then you're able to prove that um, you can do it a lot faster. You know, this campaign will deliver you know, unexpected, you know, this many sales reps, which will fill these particular roles, and it should be done within X amount of weeks. Um, and every week that it's open, it's costing the business, you know, $70,000, right? So you do things like that and it raises eyebrows, right? In, in open territories and things like that. Um, there are businesses around that, that, that can't, that can't even function without salespeople, um, or, or, or the sales organizations sell something for, let's say security guards, right? They want to sell a new deal with, with a company and they're going to do, you know, so many different floors and so many of the different buildings and everybody's high-fiving because they got this brand new deal, but then they turn around to the business and then they find that they can't hire enough guards to, to cover all the ships, right? So they can't do the deal. So it's that kind of KPI that you can link that that's incredibly, incredibly important. It's the same thing with like a bus driver, right? Um, organizations, um, big organizations answer RFPs for, for drivers, for, for school bus uh, routes. And it's pretty shaky because they get the deal and then you can turn around and go, uh-oh, we don't have enough drivers, right? And that's where, that's where we have to have strong campaigns and, and strong, strong KPIs that link to all of that stuff. And again, going back to my to my point, Jeff, on marketing is marketers have been able to do that for years to say, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to drop this amount of money on a Super Bowl ad and drop five point six million dollars, et cetera. But the return on that five point six million might be three times, five times, eight times, ten times. And they're right. able to predict. And if 
they don't deliver on that, well, they don't last very long as marketers, but they're able to predict that. And again, it's right. interesting that this is now being driven into HR and, uh, you know, recruiters were being demanded to provide that ROI for the money we do spend. Sure. So it sure. makes sense and, to hire. And, and again, I don't want this to be a complete advertising pitch, but to hire your company yeah. or companies like you that have that expertise, if you don't have it in your, in your HR department versus sitting at the boardroom table and just getting your butt kicked because you have no idea how to, you know, articulate that data. I think it's but pretty important. But it happens important. all the time. True. Yeah. I've, I've sat in, in seminars with a whole bunch of, you know, recruiters and, and recruitment marketers. And I've seen, you know, some, some really smart people speak. And then, you know, some of the hands go up. And how do I learn? You know, I sit at the table, um, you know, the senior table, and I'm asked to present, and I'm asked to present why I need budget. And then I never get approved. Why? And I remember talking to her, and I said, it's, it's because you're not speaking their language, right? That's it. You, can, you know, as, as awesome as some of this stuff looks, like it's, like, it's like having a fireworks show half the time. Like, you can create some awesome creative, right? And it looks fantastic, and everyone gets excited. But at the end of the day, what gets budget into your hands and what gets um, campaigns like that executed are, is the data, right, is the data and the expected return and how that expected return links to the business problem, right? Uh, now, there's some, something I'm absolutely dying to know about here is, let, if we talk, let's talk about Monster and Workopolis. Where where are they in the world right now? Because I, I feel like Workopolis kind of vanished, and I'm dying to know uh, what happened there that's interesting. Yeah, because I, I spent a long time at both companies, and first of all, it's not my fault. Um, you know, I, I left. Well, so you then... say, hey? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, like when I joined Monster, um, it was a like a, a behemoth, right? It was this big, powerful, awesome tech company that you know was extremely exciting to work at. I, what happened to them? I, you know, I think I think they made some suspect moves. Right. Um, they bought a company and this is a while, a while back. They bought a company called Trovix, which was a semantic search company for a lot of money. They turned around and bought hot jobs. I don't even, do you guys even remember hot jobs? I, I know the name. I don't think I ever used it or yeah, just have vague it, memories it, of it. It was ended up being Yahoo owned. Um, and they bought hot jobs for like, I don't know, a quarter of a billion dollars or something like that. So they spent a lot of money on stuff that, that started and, and didn't take off or fell flat. Like they even had their own little kind of um, recruitment network trying to live on Facebook called uh, Be Known. And they put a lot into that, but almost everything they did fell flat. And I really think it, it hurt their brand. Um, to this day, I still think the United States was always too uh, posting focus as well. And I mean by that is like I, I, the Canadian team was a lot more progressive, it's like a much smaller team in Canada, but we were a lot more pro progressive. The, it was more like the U.S. sold product and we sold solutions. And there was a, I think if the U.S. had have taken on the Canadian approach much earlier, it would have been a different company. Um, I know we sold job postings, but from day one, I didn't even like so like, like I didn't like selling job postings at all. I liked that that blank canvas approach where you, you know, you go to a customer and you look to understand the business goals and how recruitment powers those goals and what challenge challenges recruitment has in meeting those goals. And 
with regard to the blank canvas, when we're doing really creative stuff, right? Um, banners, landing pages, microsites, really innovative things. And the posting ended up being like the necessary evil, right? To help facilitate the movement of the resume. So it's funny that I used to, I used to say that, that it's just like selling advertising when I was at Monster, which I guess is, you know, where I am now but to a much larger extent, except I don't have any kind of handcuffs holding me to a particular sort. But, um, you know, I think that's probably what got me interested in the advertising piece. The, the, at the end of the day, like the, the Canadian team, um, it was small when I was there, but it seeded a lot of pretty successful businesses. Like, Jovio, uh, Adverto, Deloitte, uh, Sales Talent Agency, Web Tactics, Rocketman, like it's all got Canadians either starting or being um, huge, huge pieces in their success. So there was a lot of really smart people there. It's, and it's, it's sad in some ways, but in other ways, it's like, yeah, that's, that's what happens, right? You get big, and if you don't continue to innovate, if you don't you know, continue to move, move it forward, you can be dumped pretty quickly. When I think that's that's a lesson for for any business. Yeah, absolutely. From Worko. Well, when when I went there, see, I left Monster and went to Worko. Um, actually, along with uh, not far after the the president of Monster, I'd left Monster and went to Workopolis, and he eventually asked me to come with him. I have never heard um, it called Worko before. Interesting. Was that an internet? Worko. That's uh, yeah. I guess it is Workopolis. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Workopolis. Yes. So when I went there, they were large, right? Um, they were about, I think, about a $70, $75 million company at their peak, right? But think of the profit built into selling pixels, right? So so they were big, um, but their problem was is that they were selling too many job postings where, where the leadership um, asked me to help. I, I went in a leadership, leadership role, and they asked me to help them get off postings and sell more sort of solution stuff. But just when I went there, LinkedIn was kind of rounding into form, right? Um, and LinkedIn uh, was a definite body blow to, to Workopolis. They, they were losing chunks of business to LinkedIn, um, you know, frankly, rightly so, right? Uh, Workopolis was known as more of the kind of white collar job board, so to speak. And, and LinkedIn was, was going after the same kind of thing, right? Like call our kind of professional, however you want to call it. Um, so the, the reps were going in and they'd have, you know, $30,000, $40,000 deals that they were trying to renew. And then they'd be walking out with, you know, five um, because most of, the, most of it was going to LinkedIn licenses and things like that. So that was, that was really painful, LinkedIn for, for Workopolis. But if LinkedIn was the body blow, I would say that indeed was the complete decapitation. <laughs> um, I, I, I remember I was part of a team acquiring a company called Working.com. Do you remember, do you remember Working.com? I remember the name. I couldn't tell you anything yeah, about it. They, they were an old, they were pretty, um, pretty big in Western Canada. Um, they were owned by Post Media. And part of, so, so they were looking to get out of it and Workopolis was looking to take them over because it had some ability to to um, advertise and be the career sites like online career sites sort of in quotes as for for all the post like the post and then all the the newspapers that they owned in all the cities out west right so I was part of that team and in, in, in looking at it 
And part of that exercise was to understand where the traffic came from, right? Like to look where duplication and that kind of stuff was, duplication of customers and all that, but also traffic. And then I remember seeing, I remember looking at a slide, seeing that indeed, who everybody loved at the time because they were you know, providing free traffic was upwards of 25% of Workopolis. And I remember thinking, oh, like that's not good. <laughs> like a little bit of a shiver down my spine, right? Because nobody complained about it because it was free traffic. But it was, I swear, it was in about, within about a month that they started to sell. Like they hired their first salesperson in Canada and then instead of just being organic jobs that were all aggregated, they started to sell their own products. And eventually, I mean, we all know who Indeed is now. They're, they're absolutely, they are bigger than, than both Monster and Workopolis ever were combined. And last year... Yeah, they, they definitely overtaken. Yeah, they're, they're huge. And, and last year they acquired, you know, quote, acquired Worko, but it was more like putting them to sleep. Right. They didn't they didn't keep anybody. Um, I, the, the carcass had been pretty clean to begin with, but they didn't keep anybody. Uh, they kind of just turned out the lights. And then I think it, I think it's been a while, but I think if you go to the Workopolis site, it's just kind of green indeed. Like they made the logo maybe there, but it's all just plugged into indeed. So, so Jeff, just before we just before we wrap up here, uh, what would you say is the number one tip for any listening to this and um, wants to start doing some advertising for the recruitment efforts um, or those who are already doing it and maybe not feel like they're getting well, the results they're looking for. Number yeah, one if, tip. If, if I had to give a tip um, to, to, and I've kind of already talked about it, so maybe I'll give you two tips. <laughs> it, it would be for recruitment leaders, it would be pay attention to your data, right? Um, guys, so many people don't. So many people have organizations that are running on gut feel, right? And it's very, very difficult to, to manage things that way. Pay attention to your data. As we say, as we all know, you know, past performance is a pretty good indicator of future performance. So hold your sources, whomever they may be, hold their feet to the fire for that data. Make sure you get what you want. Um, I'd love to help, but we can't help everybody. So make sure you get your data because it's going to make it's going to help you make smarter business decisions okay moving forward um you know if i'm allowed to add a couple of tips i'd say that uh, in a perfect world save some budget for new things right don't just do what everybody else is doing right you're going to fish out of the exact same pond use a little money use a little bit of budget put it aside and try something new Recruitment is in, in recruitment advertising is changing all the time. So try new things, right? Be creative. What's new you right now? Find... What's what's new in recruitment advertising right now? Gosh, I well, it depends on the demographic. Um, we're helping some customers right now go after um, really looking trying to talk to, to high school and, and recent grads, right? They've always been kind of hot, right? Going after uh, take that the right way. Um, they've been trying to go after them because we want them, you know, they, they, a lot of companies want to hire them smart, smart, recent graduates, you know, they are, they are, um, unprogrammed, right? You can turn them into anything you want. And, um, but in order to connect with these people, it's different. They consume media in very, very different ways. So yeah, sure. Instagram, like that kind of stuff. But, um, we've done some Snapchat ads. 
So I'm not a big Snapchat user, but I now I now know it quite well. But just the ability to to throw in you know five to six second videos, right? That that have the you know quickly talk about how cool it is to work into a place and then uh, swipe up to to apply, right? That's where they're looking. Like that's where they're spending their time. That's where you want to get in front of them, right? Another one would be TikTok, and that's what we're starting to look at right now is to do some. Um, some some interesting stuff, branding stuff within TikTok, in order to to help, to, in order to help kids understand that yeah, the, you know these are pretty cool roles that you can work in, and that could be, you know, that could be, you know, a quick service restaurant, that could be anything. Does that make awesome. sense? Well, thanks so thanks so much for sharing that with us, Jeff. Really, uh, very insightful. It's good good to hear what's what's new in in recruitment. And yeah, we hope to connect with you again soon. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Thanks Jeff. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. And uh, hope you have a great day. You've been listening to the Recruitment Now podcast.